Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Badastum, Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good. Out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that celebrates both Iron Maiden and White Lion. Woo! My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, with Nerdoween officially behind us, we're looking forward to All Hallows Eve, and we're getting started by getting low and hi-fi with the WNUF Halloween special. And you don't have to be on SLP to listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All of in that don't touch your dial hole. And for only $2 the first minute and $0.45 cents each additional minute, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. Not I- hot podcasters waiting to talk to you. Well, if that sounds kind of the event that you'd be interested in, (laughs) on Facebook we again have an events tab as this episode is releasing on, oh no, I should say we have an events tab which again leads to shenanigans and nostalgia shenanigans. You're making me thinking sexy shenanigans with that voice right there. I was thinking about it too. Press one for hot booty. Press two if your booty is hot. Just press star to end this conversation. <laughs> Just right there and then. No, you threw me off, man. I'm telling you, it was that, those dulcet tones there. But this episode is releasing on Friday, October 16th. And again, if you're in the Kansas City area, Screenland, they've got you covered indoors. Outdoors. And virtually. Oh, yeah. And we're going to start indoors this time. And our next Friday Night Fright, which is happening on the 16th, mm-hmm. a film that at, at this point in the podcast it's become kind of a favorite. Oh, yeah. As, oh, yeah. As weird as that is, uh, we have devoted uh, a commentary <laughs> it to it. From 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 being having to prepare ourselves yes. to like, yeah, we're going to do it again. We're go, we going to get gritty and sweaty and have some raspberries. Uh, we're taking a road trip down south to 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Our wonderful commentary track with Jill Gavargazian, which mm-hmm. we had a chance to experience the stylist. And we will definitely be we'll, talking about more of that later. Um, yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yes. But a film that is influenced since the day it was released. And you know we're going to have some first timies. And it's going to be glorious and it's going to blow their minds because I don't think I've ever been to a screening where there's been some first timers that didn't walk out saying that movie was great. So they go in with a lot of expectations. It's the anti pieces. Yes, yes, it is. You do have to be in Texas for a chainsaw massacre. You do, you do. <laughs> but then that following Friday, this is going to be one that's an I've seen that, and one I'm super excited to see on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But then the following Friday night fright will be Pet Cemetery. Two Clancy Brown, Mister yes. Krabs. Yes, and Edward Furlong, uh, Anthony Edward in this one as well. Oh shit. Hopefully Emil is not in it either. Oh no! Well, if he does, he'll come back and then probably die even more horribly. Yeah. Paul McCrane has a weird contract. I'll tell you what, I'm excited for the next Friday Night Fright, so I ain't even going to lie. We'll tease a little bit that and just say, don't dream it. Be it. I, I can't do the singing there. Don't but dream it. All sorts of good horror goodness at Screenland indoors, so go to Screenland.com to check out the remainder of Shocktober's lineup. But then, of course, outdoors at Screenland on Friday night, they uh, add, just added this double feature, and this one is definitely family friendly. Mm-hmm. But I also think has already sold out at this point. Yeah, I think what, I think it's I think it's been sold. Uh, Henry selects <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas, followed by Hocus Pocus. I mean, come on, man, those are two classic classic movies. I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas, but I've seen that with Hocus Pocus. Dude, Hocus Pocus is fucking dark, dude. Hocus I, Pocus is dope. Seriously, dude, they're, they're trying to eat children. They bring back a zombified, a cool fucking zombified Doug Jones. Yep. You know, I mean, and there's a lot of cool, sh- good shit in that it's, movie. It's a story by Mick Garris and Stuart. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I like, it's again, I feel, I don't feel bad because. No, you can't see it all. Plus, like, you know, honestly, in, if, 
if you didn't see it back in the day, you wouldn't know how bleak it is because you just think, okay, it's a Bette Midler Disney Halloween movie. And it while, is. Well, it is, but like, you know, sometimes you're dismissive of that. Certainly. You know, because like one of the coolest horror movies I've seen was Mr. Boogity, and that was a Disney Channel movie back in the day. But like. Well, I'm anxious to see it for the first time. You'll dig it, dude. On the big screen outdoors, which has Plus, been. They do a great. It's Bette Midler, and she does a fantastic version of Screaming Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you. Uh, come for the uh, the pre show and all the intermission goodies there. We've got some fun <laughs> stuff lined for it. But then the following night, by the light of the moon, we have a hair raising double feature. Uh, the original Universal films, The Wolfman, mm-hmm. followed by an American werewolf in London. Naked American stove my balloon. Now, if you're not there, I understand because I know where I'm going to be on Saturday, October 17th, that very night. Genius McGee. Hell yeah. The twin drive-in for Horror at the Drive-In, Swap and Shop, double feature, terrifying double feature of Trick or Treat and Pumpkinhead. And again, we are talking Sam, not Sam, Sammy, Sammy Kerr. Kerr. Right. Again, these are you can put the speakers in your car and turn it on and be okay. Right. But there's going to be a horror theme swap shop, 20 vendors, and everybody is going to be distanced. Everybody is going to be safe. If you don't feel like participating and looking at the local wares, cool. You can just hang out in your, in your car and watch the movies. Either way, it's going to be dope. And it's $10 a carload. Fucking $10 a carload. And two films that just really bring in the, the holiday. And I checked the weather report. Like, it's going to be 60 degrees and no rain. Oh, perfect. I know. It's it, perfect Halloween weather and Halloween movies. And once the sun goes down and the moon comes up, the hoodie goes on and the spooks come out. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so much oh, fun. It's going to be wonderful. Now, of course, if you don't want to go indoor or outdoor, we understand still. We got you with a weird double feature there, too. The, that very night, actually, if we don't see you, we assume you're going to be watching our latest Shutter shout out. And this one, the theme is very simple. Rage in the Gage. We are going to be streaming two Nicolas Cage films off a of shutter. Two good Nicolas Cage movies. Two it's, very recent yeah, Nicolas Cage movies. These, this isn't the Nicolas Cage. You. This is the Batman Nicolas Cage. Not the one you wanted, but the one you deserve. Well, our first, uh, the first of two, we're going back to Richard Stanley. Fucking welcome back. This is what you want? This is what you get. <laughs> and a film I haven't watched since Panic Fest, but I cannot wait to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Color Out of Space. Oh, I'm ready for some llama drama. <laughs> That's alpaca drama, I believe. <laughs> the, it's. I remember having a blast with it. It's I wild, rem- wild. I remember Katie, our friend Katie, the blonde in front, uh, I remember both of us just looking throughout going, oh, my God, this is just, this is, it was an experience. All I have to say is welcome back, Richard Stanley. Welcome back. <laughs> the things you've been missing out. Yeah, it was wonderful to have him back. And then we're closing things out. The cherry on top, if you will. Yeah, one of my personal favorites of last year, fucking Cheddar Goblin and all, Mandy. Come, come for the Cheddar Goblins. Stay for the Cenobikers. <laughs> that one is... Panos Cosmatos. Uh, for the sandwiches. It's it, again, how different an experience can go <laughs> based on your company. Go back and listen to our episode of Mandy for that experience, or or we'll talk about it coming up on the Shutter Shoutout. Well, I was gonna say, you know, Shutter itself is technically free if you have it, so watch along. But if you do want a customized pre-show <laughs> intro, trailer reels, and such. Bodly body discussion, right? You know, Baudry. uh, You just need to become a member of the Screenland film family by heading over to Patreon.com/slash Screenland. And as always, what we do is the tip of the tier. They have a number of watch parties, podcasts Mm -hmm. they're putting together, keeping you on track. We had a blast doing horror trivia. It was oh yeah, shout out to everyone. Shout out to Liz and Blair. Congratulations, Mm -hmm. newlyweds, mutuals. May you have so many lovely, horrific years together. Mm-hmm. Sincerely. Sincerely. Um, but no, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I had a blast with that I one. I think we stumped a few people. Yeah. But we also, I think, encouraged a few people as well based on their scores and the, how well they did. The, the highest score was 32 out of 50. So I think we did good at a good mix of uh, knowable and unknowables. And that's a good, good trivia. Yeah. Well, speaking of finding that combination there, if we're talking about Patreon and the film family. Hey, belly. Uh, we want to give a very special shout out to some very special pallies. Oh, yeah. Um, as we mentioned, this weekend... Our sixth Nerdoween horror movie marathon was unleashed. It was 
fucking diabolical fun. It was it was a blast. And listen, we knew from the get go when everything started going down, when the closing started happening. I don't want to say I just assumed we it wouldn't happen, but in the back of my head. I was prepared for it. See, I was prepared for it not happening, but I was always prepared for it to happen because, you know, I'm a the show more school one. Fucking, we're going to, I'm going to sit there with eight masks on and fucking see it myself. I'm seeing fucking Nerdoween. Well, as it turned out, we did indeed, Nerdoween not only happened, but we sun, summoned up an amazing time. Yeah. We had three devil-based films. Uh, let's go ahead and reveal the lineup here. We did The Car from 1977. Honk, 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 honk. 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 <laughs> and <Cat poo! laughs> let's say 95 percent of the audience seeing that for the first time yes, absolutely yep uh we went from car culture to computer culture mm-hmm, with evil speak from 1981 which was your first time viewing i fucking loved it dude it was great it was fucking <laughs> funny wild slow burn clint howard bull shannon madness it was it was a lot of fun and again 90 percent bull shenanigans of people seeing it for the first time and then we closed thing out from uh from cars to computers to contemporary with last year's one of our favorite films yeah. ready or not oh yeah anytime we can show something with samara always a good time <laughs> and also probably 50 percent of the audience seeing yeah, that for 50%. the first time mm-hmm. so ideally it, it, it felt a little weird not it, being a tap it's cade. Not being a tap cade, but at the same time, it was also good. Though. It, was a, it was a wonderful time, and really, thank you guys for coming and joining the fun. But I'll tell you what, it took me forever to get that fucking face paint off, man. I couldn't get that shit off for nothing. Well, you know, when we play Yakety Sacks backwards, <laughs> we are going to get the nastiest and gnarliest demon that is Genius <laughs> McGee. But no, also a very special thank you to Dustin uh, for yeah. running the board in the projection booth up there. I know I threw a lot on you, my friend, but like Hercules <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you held up, man. So thank you so much. And to Abby and the crew. Everyone at, at Screenland. Yeah, they fucking knocked it out of the park. Uh, but especially... A little shout out here to a couple of our fine film family folks that were there at Nerdoween, Lauren and Joel. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming out. And I think most of them, I know at least they both saw a film for the first time. Yeah. So got to find out how that went. But then also outdoors, there was an outdoor double feature of The Creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. and The Fog. Mm-hmm. And out there, we had film family members Michael, Carly, and Ty out there. Hope you enjoyed the fog. I think they did. What's the time right there? <laughs> there you go, Ty. Now, I will say, <laughs> I did give a little special shout-out to George Buck Flower, and that's where I missed you, my friend, because if I say George God, Buck Flower... God damn it. I do not possess that talent, so it, it was fu- it was wonderful to see everyone out like that. Um, yeah. It means and, a lot to, number one, again, helping out a localized business like Screenland during mm-hmm. this time, that means a lot. Yeah. And also just coming out and seeing some good movies, seeing them with some amazing people. And seeing our friends that we haven't yeah. seen in a long time and seeing new people that, like, they were like, oh, what's this? And so, like, everybody who came out, thank you so much because, like, <laughs> I know it's a cliche thing in the saying in the business, but, like, you could have been anywhere else in the world and you chose to be with us especially now yeah so really thank you guys thank you i'd like to think that for at least six hours we had a Mm -hmm. lot of fun we did a lot of hail satans yeah we did and hail estebans and a hail la bale hail la bale i'm telling you that sounds like that sounds and promenade and hail la bale and you know (laughs) well whether it's a hail bale a halloween or a halloween we had a blast and of course we are looking forward to next year already. I know, right, right after. It's like, okay, let's see. It's seventh year. What can we do? The well, seven dwarves? Well, and like, even someone was like, part sevens? And I'm like, ooh. Uh, now that's, that's. We're oof. treading. We're mm-hmm. treading. There's not a lot of. I can count the quality, uh, the good quality number sevens on like half a hand. Exactly. But let's, you know what? Again, continue to support Screenland. So ideally, we can have another Nerdwing mm-hmm. next, next year. But again, thank you everyone that came out that's part of the film family that is not. It yep. made it very memorable, and we'll go into more details in our annual Halloween hangover episode. Hopefully Walden. Yes. Oh, that we will. We most definitely will, okay, because cool. I want to talk about some of the experiences and the reactions that everyone had there. <laughs> it was a blast. It was a blast. But Nerdoween is now behind us, and mm-hmm. normally, 
it's the second or the last weekend of October when we have it. Right. So it felt a little weird. That was so early. Yes, because it's like, holy smokes, we still got a lot of October left. Mm-hmm. A lot of Shocktober and a lot, many more reasons to celebrate as Eugenius McGee says, what? The show must go on. It's That's the good. most <laughs> wonderful time of the year with the back pedal recovery. That was very impressive. <laughs> a la King Hippo, you move well for a man of your size. You're deceptively fast and quick. <laughs> fast and I dot. And scurry is scary. scary. So. <laughs> and this is the scary type of the season here. No, listen, we, we are fortunate because we get to talk horror, you know, Four to, at least four times a month and seriously every week you, you again and i've been in your house you've been in mine dude we live halloween every oh, yeah. every day and that's the thing we when halloween comes about obviously we enjoy it um because that's when the normies mm-hmm. start celebrating that's so when everybody comes out to play now but for me and this is probably not necessarily a big surprise to anyone that knows the show or you myself um but i'm not necessarily a person when it comes to halloween of decorating and changing the look of my house. Mm-hmm. I still have my prints up. I've got, you know, everything from Life Force to RoboCop to uh, uh, Mega Force, I believe. So listen, you know, it's that way regardless. I don't add any lights. I don't do anything special because that's, for me, I just appreciate it that I can watch go to more marathons. And, stuff. Yes. But you, Genius McGee, I know you are one that you... Oh, my entire house is Halloween all year, all long. year long. I mean, there's skulls and my bathroom is decorated all in all that shit. And like, surprisingly, my bedroom is very blank. Very <laughs> blank. But you know, you'd like to keep that as a blank. Tabula rasa, put, you know, you want a blank slate so whoever comes in can put whatever they want on the canvas. <laughs> it's the fortress of solitude, I guess. Yeah, we'll just leave it wah, at that. Wah. But anyway, anyway, yeah. And I don't go all out with more decorations, like on the lights and this stuff. But I look at Halloween decor and I'll go when I go out and like looking for shopping as like, oh, well, it's time to add to my own personal home decor and let's add this. And like, you know, so it becomes almost a Russian nesting doll. Yeah. Of Halloween goodness. Well, and that's the thing. You also, though, I don't want to you- freak out the normies, you know, I do, although house goals the monsters house mm-hmm. monsters houses if i could ma- or the tales from the crypt house if i could like make if like my house outside could be like very shambly and haunted but the inside be like pristine all the good night. stuff yeah then that'd be dope you know so that that's the look i'm going for uh haunted chic haunted oh, that's really in right now <laughs> yes it is. it's huge ah, it's, it's huge ah. well uh do you pass out candy with the trick-or-treaters dude I was going to save this for the Halloween hangover, man, because I don't want to cry, but like, yes, trick-or-treaters have always been important to me, and especially now, Yeah, but yeah, I, I, if I'm, I'm fucking 42 years old now, man, and I still, if I'm not, if I wasn't trick-or-treating up until like I was like 22, going out trick-or-treating, then like hanging out with my niece and trick-or-treating, and now staying in and passing out trick-or-treaters, I think... Trick-or-treating is a very important part of the culture, the holiday, the essence of Halloween. So I'm by those, I stick to those rules. So do you think, because I know they, people are talking about you know Halloween being canceled. Halloween is never canceled. Halloween never, never in the spirit never, of the mind. Never. Do you think you probably will get some trick-or-treaters coming around? No. Okay. Honestly. Because even back, even you know where I live, mm-hmm. I like being hidden, right? And I've always liked being hidden. Like, I think the most trick-or-treaters I've ever got in one year was three and a half. Like, three little groups and a half of a cat. Okay. That's, I was like, wait a minute. What what kind of costumes were they going no, with? No, was it no, the Belial no. It cosplay? Was, it was like three little... I can't call them a full trick-or-treater, but at the same time, yeah, no. That year, I had the most trick-or-treaters I've ever had in my entire life, and it was three little groups. But you had stuff on hand. Oh, I had. You know who... One time, one time, I'll tell you, I shit you not... The, I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I have a PlayStation 1 that works. Nobody wants to buy it. If I go to Vintage Stock, they're only going to give me $4 for it. So if I get one trick-or-treater, I'm going to give them a choice. So they played a game. They played a trick-or-treat game. I'm like, okay, you can either have this handful of candy or you can have what's in the trick-or-treat box. Okay, now hold on, hold on. Let me let me ask you a few things because this could go so spectacularly wrong 
was this child with an adult? Yes, the child was with an adult. Okay, good. We don't have to worry about stranger the, danger. And 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 fortunately, the person who knocked on my door was a friend of mine. Okay, even better. So there's so, familiarity. Uh, yeah, I but I had it ready for anybody. I mean, okay. li- and I didn't tell anybody about it because it was a last minute thing. It's like fuck it, you know? Okay. What am I gonna do? Proceed. I feel right? I feel a little bit better now. Come on in. I got some. Ca- Your prize is in the cellar. Come on, we got to go to the dungeon. I mean, the basement. Right? <laughs> Pick a prize. Reach in deep. But like, no. So, <laughs> so like, <laughs> they picked the box, and in the box is a PlayStation One and a couple of games. And I was like, enjoy. Happy Halloween. How did they, did they, were they happy or were they like a, a first generation game console? Really, dude? Kind of both. I mean, literally, honestly, because it was like, it was kind of both like, oh, I got a PlayStation 2, but that's kind of fucking dope. Like, there you go. Cool. And so, yeah. You know, you do that enough times, people are going to consider you a local eccentric, my friend. <laughs> well, I don't have any more like PlayStation 1s to give out. That was just a one and done thing. Now, if you come up to my door, like that was only a one time. Now, if you come up to my door, you're going to get some fucking dust. You're going to get what I haven't eaten. You're going to get like the black jelly beans. You know, you might get a couple of full snizers if I have some left over. You know, you'll get some full size. You'll get you will get good shit if you come trick or treat at my house. Just not any kind of a gaming console at this point. And I actually sometimes I get sometimes get a six pack of beer in case there's parents. And I'm like, hey, you want trick or treat for you? Hey, you I know? like that. I like so that. like because I know <laughs> perspective. The first time I ever got the first time I ever smoked a cigarette was on Halloween because I got it as a trick or treat that and a beer. What was would you go to Bender's house for trick or treating? What's happening there? I was like 14, 15 years old, right? But I look like how I look now. And I was taking my brother, who is like 10 years younger than me, right? And we go up there. We go up and boom, 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 boom. What is it? Right? We were visiting my, my we were visiting my evil aunt and living on the other side of town because fucking free candy, right? Of course. And so, uh, what trick or treat? What? Trick or treat, shit. <laughs> Shit's tonight. Damn it, right? And he goes, um, uh, here's he had a brand new thing of Tic Tacs that he gave my brother, like unopened. Box. That's not a bad score. No, right? Then he's like, uh, you're pretty old, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, uh, here, hold on, right, trick or treat. And I'm like, thanks. He goes, I gotta go to the store. And I'm like. <laughs> Wow. Wow. And I go, okay, so I got a smoke and a beer. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right? It has begun. And so, like, yeah, thanks to that, like, fucking dude. Uh, Now, was he, like, the neighborhood 'er ne'er-do-well or anything like that? He came out with a dirty beater, dude. He came out with a dirty wife beater shirt on. And. You could have been interrupting something potentially. I no, don't know. No, he, he had he had the slacks like the 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 the, the, yeah. the like the khaki slacks. He looked like what you think what I'm talking about. But he's like, oh shit, I gotta go get to, I gotta go to the store, right? And I'm like, well, my, the, the, your loss is my gain, dude. So well, and that's and this is a horrible thing to admit because I, however, I always keep my light on at night, just as something I do here in my neighborhood. But on Halloween, because you know me. I don't like to interact with the trick-or-treaters, so I turn my light off, and I'm hoping it dispels them. And <laughs> You look like the diddler house with the lights off. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. I just didn't like the nuisance of them knocking on my door, but technically, aren't they supposed to keep their lights off? Yeah. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. And you know... And you know what I have on my front with the big old wooden nymph. <laughs> we got the hay. Oh, no. What you should just do, if you don't want to do that, leave, leave your it. light on and leave a bowl by the wooden nymph. Well, that's a good idea. And just let him, like, you know, say, and then say, uh, curse upon thee who does not honor take the system. One. Yes. Right, right. Oh, my. See, and listen, I've been carrying guilt all these years because of that. Dude, simple solutions call for simple, some uh, complex problems. Well, you know what? No, if it's a good idea, it's, it's a, a genius. That's yeah. right. Well, this is again celebrating a, Halloween tradition since 1978, and it's a shame because I think if you would have gone back and told like you know eight year old Greg that forty year old again forty four year old Greg doesn't necessarily have it all together, he would have been upset because back in the day. Were you all about it? Oh, absolutely. Fuck yeah. Dude, you could you would plan your night mm-hmm. and you oh. would have multiple stops and you would have to put multiple bags because you would fill up. You would start early. 
you would I don't know if you did like I did, but I would go to the mall. Oh yeah. At four o'clock when they first started, do 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 like the like communist breadline rounds. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> As we're walking trick or treating you here. Oh, oh, oh trick. Oh, oh, oh treat. Right? So then we'd get done. That'd take a fucking hour and a half. So we'd be done about 5.30. Then it starts getting dark, right? Then you'd grab some lunch. You usually go to, like, one of those places, like, oh, if you come in Halloween costume, kids get a burger for 50 cents or some bullshit. Fucking tear that up. Then at 6 o'clock, it starts getting dark. You hit the, your local neighborhood first. Then you drive all the way out to the rich part of town. Yep. And you work your way back. And then if you have time... Like, if your house is, like, cool, but, like, a little bit further down, it gets a little bit more sketch, that's where you go to get the extra good stuff. That's when you go when you're older and, like, when you want, like, oh, man, there's some really good shit. Street toughs would still dress up for, you know, Halloween. You'd have to watch out. It's constantly in a state of awareness. But at the same time, the juice is worth the squeeze because you got the free candy and free other things as you got older for Halloween. As we see. As we see. So, like, Halloween has always been dope. And, like, it it was a special night. I mean, it was almost like heist levels of planning that would have to go into it. Well, the best part as well is everything else adapted to Halloween, be it um, the environment. Mm -hmm. Everyone else gets dressed up. You know, the decorations come out. Mother Nature gets dressed up. The leaves start falling. It starts getting dark soon. It's fucking perfect. And it translates even into your entertainment and your popular consciousness. And that's a nice way of getting us to talking about the the rest of the uh, the episodes we're going to be doing here in the month of October we are devoting to all things Halloween mm-hmm. uh, movies that celebrate Halloween movies that uh, just when you think of Halloween you can think of these types of films right and I know I'm excited because two of them are I've seen that me too okay excellent I know no, you've no no no, no just this one, one of the two just yes. this one I had to think about the other. no I love the I love the another one yes, coming yeah. up. No, but so that really made me excited. But the one we're talking about here and it's it's definitely and I've seen that. In mm-hmm, fact, same here. If someone were to come up and say, genius, uh, what do you, have you heard of that WNUF Halloween special? I think I have. I kind of heard of I, I, Is that the found footage you one? Yeah, yeah. And the new station. Yeah. Halloween. Uh, no, I haven't seen it, but I heard good things. Yeah. That was I could definitely BS my way through it. And that's just it. I heard a lot of good things mm-hmm. about this station, but it was built around. It was, I heard it was found footage, which I know for a lot of people raises a flag. I was going to say my, a flag went up for me because I have gone on this on record. I, while I appreciate them, I don't really enjoy a lot of entries from that subgenre. That being said, then when I mentioned that, when you, when we started going in, did you have that level of not necessarily anticipation, but the baggage therein? No, the anticipation. Yes. Okay. Cause the back, cause as we've seen, like not all found footage movies are the same. Right. I mean, like we take them, you take gags, the clown, like that is a fantastic found footage movie and not what you would expect. So like, I'm, Going in more open because like when it was just Blair Witch, when it was just Cloverfield, when it was just stuff like that, shaky cam, shaky cam, shaky cam, hard pass. No, it wasn't. And even paranormal activity. But they sometimes I'm like the stationary cam. Yeah, it's got to You got to give me something, you know, but I'm finding ones that I'm really enjoying VHS um, uh, VHS Mm -hmm. two. Uh, like I said, I even enjoyed The Bay, you know, so there's a lot of good ones out there. Gags the Clown. But I went in openly cautious, of course, you of know? course. And so like and not necessarily pessimistic nor optimistic, just like, OK, prepare for a found footage movie. Now, having experienced I, and watching it, I fucking loved that movie. That movie, this movie legit made me feel like I was 10 years old. I really felt like I was 10. Why And why so? So anyone out there, so if this is, again, make sure. Now, we, we just streamed it on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go into, if you're lucky enough to have it on, uh, an actual VHS tape, uh, an urban legend there of right. some of the stuff we looked into. Please seek it out. And it is it is so much fun. Yeah. But. We will go, yeah, into, spoilers we'll go into spoilers later, eventually. But, but yeah. how would you explain it to someone? 
if you found if, she, if you found a VHS tape in the woods of somebody <laughs> that along with the pornography, no, just like randomly, like at you know off the side of a video store. There we go. And and it was just something that somebody randomly. No, no, no. Here we go. Better at a thrift store. Goodwill store. If there you, you go. found a videotape at a thrift store and it was just some dude who recorded a news program or something off TV, like we did back in the day, you know, and. Everything about it is 100% accurate. It's like you really found a VHS from 1987. It's so insane. And the content of the tape, because I know you have famously talked about your Magic Mixtape. Mm-hmm. What films did you have on there? I had UHF, No Holds Barred, and Critters 2. And UHF, as we mentioned throughout, would play very interestingly with this film. Absolutely. Absolutely. This would be a great double feature with UHF. And all it is, basically, is the contents of an evening, a local regional news station, Mm -hmm. commercials, and the aforementioned WNUF Halloween special. Of a stunt program. Yes. Like, we're going to go take you live inside of a real haunted house, like Geraldo did with uh, Al Capone, Capone. Al Capone's safe. And like a whole bunch of other people did used to back in the day, like we're going live into the murder house and we'll see what's going on. Investigative reporters. But unlike Al Capone, there is a payoff to this film and it's quite delicious. But like you said, we both knew very little going in. And so from the get go, from the like with the aesthetics, Mm -hmm. it is very much like you said, in 1987, I would have been 11. You would have been nine. Yeah. It felt like that. Yeah. It felt like this is something I threw in the VCR. It felt like... It felt like I was recording something super like late at night or I wasn't going to be there and I just let it play. Yep. And after I finished watching what I recorded, I was like, well, let's see what else I got, you know? Well, and it's interesting now that we live in the day of age where because of DVRs, because of modern convenience, we skip through a lot of commercials now. But do it, be it nostalgia, what it, what have you... There are YouTube compilations of 80s commercials, mm-hmm. 70s commercials, 90s commercials now. Because there's nothing like them. It's just they're literally a time capsule into that time period well, and, and what local life was like. Well, and it, that's what cracks me up, though, is how many years then will it take about 30 or 40 years for people to be looking at like uh, commercial compilations of the 2020s? No, I think it's totally different because I don't think like 30 years from now they're going to go, my hiney's clean. My <laughs> my hiney's clean. I don't know, though, you know, because I mean, we're still talking about like, does your home need a little repair and call three, two, 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 seven, seven, anytime, night or day. I think you missed the Yeah. So, like, I don't know, but hi, I'm Mayhem. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, no, I, I don't know. And, like, it's a, it's a very particular it's a niche. Yeah. Because it's something that we all witnessed because if you wanted to watch TV, there was no skipping the commercials. We did not have. We couldn't. But you know what we had? Or if you were very lucky and you had, you had a VCR. And you could record and then. You then at your convenience, mm-hmm. you can rewind or fast forward. But if you wanted to watch the Friday Night Fright with like, boo, right? You, with, with, you, you had with to cremation mortem. You had to watch it or you had to wait and record it, you know? And then you would get those commercials. Like I, I, I want to talk about it, but remember, I'm giving what this commercial is another time, another place warning. Oh, oh, well. So it is technically set on October 31st of 1987, and we are watching what starts out as the evening news report. And it's again pitch perfect with the with the graphics, with the design, with the music, with the look, with the aesthetics, everything. You know how a lot of those Civil War reenactment folk, how they get very detailed with like the buttons and the stitching. You can kind of feel the care and craft yes. that went into everything of the hour and 23 minutes of this film. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of love, mm-hmm. a lot of attention to detail. And you and I both, we both experienced it. We lived it. So we know the authenticity level. We can certify nerds nostalgia certification. It is unreal. It's how close to the bone they hit. I know. I I literally watching this and (laughs) it's not a spoiler by any means. But like when they fast forwarded through the commercials, it's where I would have fast forwarded through the commercials. 
So, but everything about it, the look, the style, the banter that they had, and and the programming. Because what do we see on this Halloween? It's all about, they, they talked about satanic panic. They talked about dentistry. And they're, of course, dressed up as well. We had a Dracula. We had a witch. Mm-hmm. It's everything you would have seen on your local news. The bad news puns. All of it. So pitch perfect. The delivery. It felt authentic. And like you said, it felt like you were watching something that we did find. So in terms of found footage, that to me per- establishes itself. Exactly. This is this is great. It, it is unreal. And then you get the commercials. And there's a lot of commercials. It's an 83 minute movie, but 25 minutes of it is commercials. But at no point in time. And but one, that's how it was back in the day, because you had a if you had a half hour program, 20 minutes of it was the show and then, and then 10, 10 minutes was commercials. So it, again, it fits the aesthetics down to a T. But when you wanted to watch a movie, you would have to sit through all the fucking commercials. If you in honestly, if you didn't have the patience for it, that's when you'd go and go to the bathroom, grab a snack. But, you know, me, people like myself, we would watch that because for it was part of the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And oh, the entertainment that is had with these commercials that are recreated. I initially thought this was just going to be a small segment. I did not think it's going to be throughout. No, but it added to the the again to the authenticity. Well, there became a point where I was looking forward to certain commercials because mm-hmm. we did get a few repeated. But then I'm like, okay, we've 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 got a law office done. Okay, we're good yeah. there. Uh, we multiple moments with Phil. And his carpet. Carpet. Our prices are so low. Um, there was a family center. I mean, it just had drug PSAs. Oh, of course, the PSAs. Multiple, multiple hotlines. Uh huh. And what I think the thing that we kept throughout the entirety of the film, we were looking at each other, going, "Dude, are you like you remember things like this?" And it hit certain commercials that I know we experienced. Yeah. The local ones, the regional ones. Tokens Arcade. Um, just like everything. <laughs> the commercial, again, I knew these places. I shopped at these places. I, I You know, it's like, God damn. Well, we even talked about like the graphic and fonts that they used with the news screw. The same thing with all of these commercials. Mm-hmm. And so I know they did buy a number of like, they found some stock footage for cheap. And they, like you said, they ran it through. Because it runs on, like they're on a VCR, they shot this stuff to look like it's been run through the ring or like it's been recorded over several times. They did it over. They re-recorded like three or four times. And But going back to the commercials, I never wanted to really fast forward through them. No, not at all. And I, they added, not only did they add to like the atmosphere and the story, but they were good tension breaks. Like you would have good commercial breaks in movies where it when when like or the made for TV movies when you can tell that there's a commercial break. They'd always do it right when yep. there's that peak drama. So when they come back, you're already like, okay, what let's happened? Let, let's do it. And again, the timing of it, everything about this was, I can't stop raving on how a hundred percent accurate this movie was. It, it's uh, all the way down to again the delivery, the tone. Uh, it's the sarcastic, it, hateful oh, the, the, reporter, the, will, the one who hates his job and every the disdain. Well, and it's funny because, again, not necessarily knowing having watched the trailer or just knowing that people enjoyed the movie. I, because of the fun I was having, assumed, oh, we're in a horror comedy. Right. We're going to maybe get some light haunting potentially. Cool. Let's do it. Surprise. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I had I, I was still having fun. All the way up into it. But going back to the, even the news segments, when they mm-hmm. talked about the satanic panic, was that not a news segment we saw back in the day, word for fucking word, uh, scene for fr- fucking scene? From 2020 to our own local, like uh, Phil Hewitt and all those local guys. Of course, of course we yeah. did. I go back to uh, Baines Crossing over in Stillwell, Kansas. And then the the dentist, the dentist, when they were always talking about like... Give him a he he'll, he genius. He's gonna you don't want to talk about people. He's gonna take your candy and give you cash. Cash for it. Candy right. for cash. I might do that offer. I'd love candy, but I love cash. You first. know what? You take the candy you don't like, and then then exactly then there you go buy go. more candy that you do like. Smart. Now you're thinking. That's right. But I love the part the the, the <laughs> first one. It's like let's talk about your kid's safety. We here we're here with officer blah blah blah. You don't want razor blades in your kid. I believe he talked about tainted AIDS needles. Yeah, you don't want to get stuck with AIDS needles. And what's great then is because, and then you that realize. Was a real, 
that was a real concern from a lot of people back in the day. I checked my theater seat all the time back in the day around that time. No. And what's funny, though, is that you're, that's your first instance, though, where you realize we're watching this through someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. We don't have control over the fast forward button, unfortunately. Um, but also then it goes into some of the tales that have happened throughout the town, which led to, I think, probably my inappropriate laugh but one that i could see coming i'm like oh are they going to pay it off like this and it's all they're talking about the year the i think it was a year or two year anniversary of that little boy's death mm-hmm. from trick-or-treating when he was dressed up in the army gear and the army gear yes and, and then he, they, they well no well yeah they didn't they fast forwarded just enough to you don't hear the gory details and i'm like god that's because when you're real, I'm like, oh, it's it's going to be some vet's house, isn't it? Oh, no, oh, no, no. And it was that first inappropriate laugh. I'm like, oh, are we going to get bits like this throughout? Me too. And But we no, but didn't. then. It was just a random like, oh, we did kind of with some things. Mm-hmm. and like, but Well, and we didn't stay with them too terribly long is mm-mm, the thing. Mm-mm. And that's when we get to the eventual Hollywood, the Halloween special where they go to the old Weber house. And listen. Where grisly murders have taken place. Like the Myers house. Every neighborhood potentially has that house where illicit things happen or illicit things happened. Like 20, 30 years ago. Let me tell you a story, genius. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I said, I'm afraid with my my nymph out there, potentially it could be that house. Uh, But it's basically, listen, bad things happened a la... They went straight up Amityville yeah. with this, where... Kids possessed by the spirit board. A spirit board, not a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Very board. distinctly a spirit board. And he is possessed by this demon and chops, the decapitates the parents, hides them in the basement, and no one has been in there ever since. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Even like the, the recreation with the cop telling the story yeah. about how he saw the ghost. It came up to me and floated. And the head came off. And I came out there and they said, you saw it too. We all saw it. Yeah. Now we don't talk about it. Now we don't it. talk about it. Right? And then he's like, this cop refused to remain. Decided to stay anonymous, right? So we don't even know it's a fucking real cop. But then meanwhile, we still hear stories of like the rest of the town shenanigans. How like there's a whole coalition of people who want to stop Halloween because it's the devil's work. And again, very we've true. seen yes. that. We still are watching that. It's not as bad as it was back in the 80s. But back in the 80s, they would do like fluff pieces that like that with local eccentrics. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have some very famous local eccentrics in the Phelps clan. Yes. That they were now granted they're going to look for anything to focus on. But this kind of stuff was ripe for the picking. All over the place. All over the place. I mean, local churches. Big. This is. It was like. A really red scare. Well, and it's interesting because it's played as a footnote. As some, I believe they even said, we want to be fair and non-biased here. We want to make sure we're giving everyone a voice. Mm-hmm. And we even, we giggled about it because we've seen those things. Because we know about those we things. We know this. It's adding, again, to the authenticity. Mm-hmm. And it, that's what we would see in the Halloween specials. You remember back in the day, every Halloween, Larry Moore would tell ghost stories on Channel 9? Oh, yeah. And it was a big thing. It would be like a half-hour special of Larry Moore telling ghost stories at, like, fucking Deanna Rose Farmstead. It's because we're old and we don't have the internet at our disposal, but because of things like that, you you had to make appointments to it. Yeah. You had to stay to that appointment. It was a one-and-done thing. If you missed it, you would hear about it. You didn't get to experience yeah. it. Yeah. And that's rough, man. Exactly. You were the one out of it because, like, man, that ghost story was scary as shit. But again, then there was those friends, though, again, that were lucky that had the VCR that did tape the go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you missed it out? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Opens up his coat. He's got a little, like, laying thing of VCR. V- it's Halloween. If you want to watch it, I'm going to need four milk duds. Playground barter system, man. It's rough. Mm-hmm. It's rough. But every segment, then... There's, it's well we're, we're going to be back here at the news and they kick the news bumper and we go back to commercials and every time I thought at some point with the commercial bit or I would get tired of it no I never did Mm-mm. because I think we got to the point where I started writing down like every localized one that I was familiar with that they're getting mm-hmm. like I said there was the law firm out yeah. there um, Phil's carpet Hills carpet. We see him multiple times throughout. So you know he had a stake in WNUF. Right. He, okay. He, he was the Ray Adams. He was the Ray Adams. He was the Ray Adams. And what was really funny was about the third time we get to his, in my mind, I was like, oh, uh-huh, right, Phil this again. Guy again. And then 
perfect, perfect. As Again, if they like, all knew what we would get out of our heads. WNAUF. Uh, now, a couple of the fake films involved were great. Sarcophagus, where a mummy takes Manhattan. I'm all over that. The one I really liked was Dog Donut. The family friendly run. <laughs> Linda is a busy working woman who doesn't have time for her new furry friend. It was so good. And then they had the Galaxy the, Pilot. Yes. That looked like Captain Power. Uh-huh. Or not Captain. Yeah, Captain Power. Because the one that had the little interactive With thing. With a little gun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or one of those straight local, out of it. <laughs> local. The like, lo fi version yeah. of it. Yes. No, it is so good. And those were the authentic because you realized they didn't have the money and you could see it. In all of those things. The entire movie, literal budget for the entire movie, cast, crew, everything, $1,500. Wow. $1,500. Wow. And listen, like you, it's all on the screen, mm-hmm. and that's not a knock on it because no. it's the, again, the authenticity. What they had to do for all of those commercials. Yeah. And I know we're a horror podcast and we're harping on all these nostalgic commercials, but... It adds to the story. I mean, like... And all the the attention to detail and every single one of them is unreal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with um, comic books. Every comic book issue that out, that's out there, that's someone's all-time favorite comic book. And the same thing, every commercial out there, there's one weird nuanced one that no one knows of. That's someone's all-time favorite. And the, and what the thing about it is, what I liked about it, it didn't focus on the national commercials. No, all regional. They were all the local oh. commercials that you saw. Low budget, <laughs> local actors, local celebrities. T- tired of the zoo? Come on down to Video Zoo, where you can, for nineteen ninety five a month, plus shipping and handling, we will send you videotapes of all these wild animals. It's. I guarantee they had someone that was like the Martin Scorsese of video commercials. Esteban's Bill Burgo. There was a horror hotline mm-hmm. available. One of the one nine hundred numbers. Uh, we had. Uh, let's see here. There was the the third. Okay, the Family Center. All of those. Now they had the the dentist. The dentist after, multiple times. The dentist multiple times. Because we go, commercial. wait a minute, it's the it's same, the same one. dentist. Again, local celebrity, the dentist guy. Um, what else? Well, um, the, the local, after the UNH special, stay for Dr. Bloodbath. Ah. That poor guy looked like he, <laughs> you could smell the rough. alcohol and the hey. just uncaring on him. I used to be a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> no, everything. It's like, you know, um, Tokens Arcade. The Arcade. Um, and the governor races. You know, what's, you know what's really scary? The new gubernatorial races are getting very down and dirty and ghoulish. In 1987, toxic waste was a very big issue, mm-hmm. genius, okay? It was huge. It was. Next to satanic panic, the toxic waste issue was the next scariest thing. Well, you know what took, of all, took care of all that? Hmm. Quicksand. Yeah. Yeah, just and, went right and away. clowns and clowns and clowns that uh, that go around kidnapping and diddling kids. It's it's ridiculous how many things reared their ugly heads, but did they really rear their ugly heads? Right, as we saw in Halloween two with the kid with the razor and the apple. Ah, <laughs> oh, so awful. Okay, <laughs> don't eat the Mars bar with the AIDS needle in it. Let's talk Halloween. Let's talk about the people from Halloween and that Tommy Lee Wallace had nothing to do with this film. But there's an actor in here, our main anchor, Frank Stewart, as played by Paul Franken... Farenkopf. 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 I don't know. Stole the movie for me. Oh, he was great. He had such disdain for everybody he talked to. He just... Just the hatred for people. It was just drip... The condensation was just dripping in his voice. I'd like to think he was channeling a little inner George C. Scott where, you know, with just calling everyone a changeling, but just had that... He was just calling everybody an idiot, like literally to their face. When he was doing the interview of the people, like, let's talk to some of the people in the crowd. And he goes... Well, what do you think? And that one girl was like, do you believe in ghosts? Maybe. Well, it's a yes or no question. Do you believe in ghosts? The happy ones. What do you mean the happy ones? It's either you believe in ghosts or not. And he goes, so uh, no, my, you know, the happy ghosts, like when your grandma dies and they visit you. Oh, yeah. And your dog's in a farm, too. Uh-huh. You believe that? Is that what it is? I'm like, well, no. I'm like, well, OK. So what do you do? What do you believe? Yeah, come back to me when you have when you know what you're talking about. It's, it's the like, pro- it's the producer in his ear going, "Okay, just moving along, moving along." Right, and then fucking, and what about you over there? Uh, you, the Dracula, and then that guy, acid acid Dracula. He goes, "Hey, what do you think about the people who died in this house? People died in this house." <laughs> just, just, his look of 
discomfort was wonderful because I think that's kind of to take the audience surrogate role of wait yeah are we really celebrating this place where these awful things happened but and then again again when you would have local broadcast it still what's happens going on over to this there? day <laughs> bring in people bring right? in people what are we doing I don't care just stand there and look bemused Iron Maiden what about oh. you in the gorilla suit? Oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to fucking cut to a commercial. Ugh. It's everything that happens on live regional TV because people are bored yeah. because we didn't have the internet. And then when they bring in the, and then he was talking to the first time we were interviewed to like the, the surrogate Warrens. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, so uh, you really talked to ghosts, huh? Yeah, sorry. So what do you, what, what do you think we're going to do? Well, and he kept like trying to pull the mic away from. He was doing this thing with this mic where he was just like, "Yeah, let me talk. No, let me talk. Let me no, no, let me talk. Shut up. Shut." Up. He just like, "Okay, yeah, you talk to ghosts, uh huh, uh huh." So yeah, it was just, it, just the way he did it, just was. It was still professional. Yes, very it was professional. Still, but like he's just been that salty reporter vet. He was probably a nom vet reporter, you know, seen some shit. Nothing can phase him. And like yet he's now talking to this guy and his cat who talked to ghosts. It's what happens when you go with local eccentrics, man. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, the interplay between him and the producer is wonderful. In fact, with her, her initial appearance out of the van with the chainsaw and everything, I'm just like this is this is fun. This is exciting, but it's it's lighthearted and it's joyful. Again, and- more of a horror comedy. But there are little bits that happen in the movie. There are the in the happen in the background actually that give just a hint, the smallest little scotch of scary, mm-hmm. and it makes me go, okay, yeah, horror comedy. So there's always going to be horrific things, but I'm still having a good time, and also very much a red herring because I was kind of anticipating. A haunting film. I was looking all over the corners for ghosts yes. and shenanigans. Now we're gonna stop. We're gonna. We are now in the spoiler. We are, we are almost fifty minutes into the episode. We are you're... spoiling the shit out of it now. Um, the first scare we got really was when that um, religious fanatic tackles him in the yard and says, "You guys are gonna die. You're worshiping the devil." And that was the first. Like, oh shit! That was the first kind of like, oh. That was a good scare. Yes, and also technically your first a good, hint. A good foreshadowing yes. of what's coming up. I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it. I'd forgotten about that because they play, oh, here on live TV. You never uh, know what's going to happen. Fucking local eccentrics and shit, you know? And then they come in and then just starts weird shit comes out. But then when they brought the cat in, I was like, oh, no. So a word of warning to uh, Pet Trauma and Pet Trauma also an evil speak. Yes, but this pet trauma that's in this it's, movie is off screen and it's not, it doesn't look, it, it's a flash. It's very obvious. And it's, it's obvious what it is, but it does, it's not in detail no. what it is. And it is, it, technically it is kind of played for laughs, unfortunately. It is kind of played for laughs, but it's not, it's, everything in this movie is done earnestly and yeah. it earns everything that it gets, it earns the laughs, it earns the scares, it earns the nostalgia feeling for Well, it. the scares happen, the first one, in fact, we both even went, we, I think we were kind of like trying to validate and verify. That was kind of creepy, wasn't that was, it? That was pretty fucking creepy. Was when they get locked. locked in the basement. That that genuinely gave me a lot of like fear because like if you, we've all been in basements and to, to be locked in it, that's fucking terrifying. Even if it's our own, but especially if it's in a murder house, a murder house, and where these are where the bodies have been disposed as well. So it is a murder basement. And there's already like weird shenanigans. Things are breaking and then and, and like cats are getting murdered, murdered and all cor- kinds of crazy shit. And we go from what I thought was a ghost story to what is not a ghost story. Mm-mm. The final twist in the movie, which very goes very very Blair Witch in terms of how it's shot. Super Blair Witch. But before we give the reveal, again, then right when the action's about to hit and things are going nuts, we cut to commercial. And then at the same time, we're like, you're like, oh, what happened? But then like you enjoy the commercials, but it still gives you, you're yeah. still holding, you're on that bated breath. So it adds to the tension without adding anything to the story. And that in itself is very, very cool because you don't mind that extra tension. No, and it almost, again, felt like a throwback to 87. When, Back in the day when you would have to wait to see what happened. Because we can't control we can't, the... <laughs> like, when you would, like, I remember watching like all the Stephen King movies when they would come out. Mm-hmm. And they, especially like the, the good old school ones, they would have the scares right... Like when like uh, Count Orlock would come out and like... And then you'd see him and he's about to attack or like 
right after yeah. he opens the door and then it cuts to commercial and then it comes back and then you're like shit but you still carry that tension on and they did a masterful job creating that but again that's when the tension and the horror comes into play mm-hmm. very subtle but very nice it is it is very subtle because it creeps in because you're having so much fun or at least i was i was having a ball and well this also led to the discussion of the not the age range per se but the social and cultural experiences that you carry would a younger audience follow and get this movie i don't know i think with the fact that all the 80s love that's getting recent now that it's cheek to be 80s this is an 80s movie i think they're gonna see it but i think they're gonna like they're gonna expect more camp this we had this debate of this yeah. whether this falls in the kung fury or the uh, turbo kid and this is squarely in the turbo kid camp because yeah. it's not campy it's not played it's, for over the top laughs it yeah. is done with again honesty and heart and like a good little tale because we haven't even gotten to the we were talking to some little so it turns out that like we're watching a fucking snuff film yeah and it's when the first fast forwarding happens I'm like, okay, what's, I, I guess it didn't even occur to me that I'm, oh, I'm watching it through someone else's eyes at this point. I just thought it was my like weird narration, weird aesthetic maybe of a, we recognize, let's go ahead and fast forward to this. But then, yeah, it's. Cause then they said, okay, so we don't know what's happening. We can't get you out. The producer's like freaking out. And it's very world the worldian because like, well, we're not seeing a lot of shit. They're like, we send somebody else in. Our intern, yeah, our red intern. shirt intern, we send him in with another camera to go help you out and see what's going on. And then sure enough, something comes out of the shadows and attacks and it you, it looks human, but you don't know what it is. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw red plaid flannel and hair. Yes. Which led me to believe it was the little metalhead kid again. Mm-hmm. And it played almost like the shining with the kind of the axe attack, which is appropriate given all the metal in this movie from feel the steel to the armory. And, little shout out. And they've already cut back to like, Hey, let's talk more about like uh satanic panic. And mm-hmm. then they're during the seance they're doing during the seance. They're like, okay, so what is what's happening? And like, hello, hello. They're having the technical difficulties. And then well, our main rules. It's a bad idea to have a call in show when you're doing a seance and you can like the one girl can you talk to my grandma and like ah and this i wonder if it was the girl from the interview the the earlier interview and then they're like you need to get like you blasphemers get out of the house you're gonna fucking die we're gonna kill and then he's like cut that off and so then there's another hint of what's coming on very subtle because it's that running running joke of like the religious sect is wanting your ass out of there because you're blaspheming and like Man, that's again it, that nice that's little, a little deeper. It deeper is deeper cut, and then when you come, then it shuts off, and then after the they see that the producer sees that everybody's being attacked, and then they're trapped in the house, and then well, and that's when we we find out that the priest was a fake, which is a great reveal. But then we I'm get a the great actor. Get me the fuck out of here. But one of our all-time favorite cut two moments in the Sim- in Simpsons history, or at least something that the Simpsons gave us when. One of the many things that The Simpsons gave us is the technical difficulties with the drunken cameraman. Uh-huh. Or the bird falling into the... the yes. Or the dog pulling out the plug or just any of the technical difficulties thing. And right when I was like, you know, this would probably be a good time for them to do... That. They did not disappointment and we got the, the, the Channel 24 version of it. Yeah. I thought that was the end. I did too. I thought that was the end. And then because it goes to white screen. And a lot of, yeah, the... the t- and then and then we're like okay well i guess that's the and right when the time where you're like okay well maybe i maybe it is so let me turn it on yep. then it comes on and you find out that it's the religious people yep. and i don't want to give it away because it was a great they, reveal they, it's okay that's where they're they're beyond they 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 know we're spoiling it here and so like and then you find out that and then they cuts ad they cut out like they they fuck them up and there's oh, yeah. a whole slew of dead bodies and good practical effects very good very good gore and it's the that it it's that turn and it is a turn because I was having so much fun at this point, mm-hmm. um, even with the commercial breaks, I was still having a blast. Once once our Tommy Lee Wallace stand-in gets his tongue cut out, yeah, I was like, oh oh no no, and then you think it's over because like Happy Halloween, motherfuckers, right? And then another snow break, and yep. then you're like, okay, it's over. Cut to a couple of days later, yep. it's like okay. Uh, we thought it's, it was a hoax, but it's, and we had a couple of things set up, but it's clearly, he's been gone five days. If you have any information, 
please let us know where the Anchorman and the, the Warrens and everybody else is at. And then it just stops. And then it stops. It just stops. No credits. No nothing. nothing. No nothing. And with that reveal and then the way it ends, it's very jarring because you're like, yeah. holy shit. This is the killer's tape. Yep. Yep. And it's that realization that kicks in that I'm like, oh, well, shit. Okay. This is where you could pair it with UHF. You could pair it with the Blair Witch, uh, the last broadcast. One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead would play so well with it. Pontypool. Ponty. This film opens itself up for a number of things. And it came out in 2013. It's uh, so fucking smart. It is definitely a love letter to those of us that grew up in VCR, VHS culture. If you were born before <laughs> 1982, you will love the shit out of this movie. If you were one of those tape heads out there, you know, it, this is a movie for you. And I knew enough of it that I it was more of a magnetic uh, rentals kind of thing. And I loved it. I adored it. This plays well with Beyond the Do- uh, Beyond the Gates. Again, so many films that this could play with. Like this is like if we nerd knowledge, it would be UHF plus Poughkeepsie tapes, right? Plus <laughs> yeah, plus VH. Yes, you know it's and but it plays like a weird mixtape of all your favorite local commercials, local oddities, but with as it turns out, kind of a snuff film <laughs> with a very dark, dark twist. And that that twist and turn didn't take me out. No, I think it at made all. Me Kind of made me appreciate it a little bit more because then I go, oh, it this, this is still again a horror comedy. And I didn't see it coming. I, did, I did not see any of the twist coming. I, I didn't see any of the religious sect aspect of it. I thought it was, I literally thought they were going to encounter some actual supernatural yeah. shit. Yeah, I did it as well. Which good on you, WNUF. Yes, very you, good on you. You you fooled the fanatics here. Um, I'm very glad this is a new one. To watch mm-hmm. um, anytime I can add something on that might make the regular rotation and I think this one would make a fun we uh, yearly Halloween rotation oh absolutely as a background movie potentially yes as a background movie potentially or this would be good like with a group of friends like older friends and just having yeah or you know what I would even watch this like by myself I would get a big bowl of cereal or something or maybe I'd get some candy yeah and like kind of recreate that a like Saturday school, morning, yeah. that old school, like watching scary shit, like kind of like Lindsay in uh, Halloween. And she's just focused on the thing. Just watch a popcorn and shit. Turn your phone off. Just ignore just it. Turn, and, like go back to literally go back to 1987, yeah. you know, and this was wild. This was a wonderful, wonderful little movie. Now, I'm glad we experienced it. And so thank you to Shudder for that. Um, now, that being said, our next film that we're looking at next week. Oh, we didn't oh. even talk about like a couple of things, oh. how they marketed this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. That's, that actually. is fucking genius. So they so the movie starts and ends with no credits at all. Right. It just the it, blue screen like it says play and then blue screen says stop. That's how it just that's how it goes. So what they did to market this movie is they put it on 50 VHS tapes and like just with plain like with like simple labels and stuff with the UHF Halloween special. And then they went and they distributed in places at around the time of a VHS con that was happening in like Boston area. So and then they would just also drive around and throw the videotapes out of the car randomly so people would stumble upon this tape. That's urban legend stuff right there. We stumbled upon this tape we found on the side of a street. And it's a, and they're like, and it's a fucking snuff film, right? And it looks so real, it could pass as an actual, because it looks like it's been weathered. I, I, can, I would have some issues if I did stumble upon this. This is basically what Blair Witch tried to do yeah. back with internet marketing. And it's so funny that in 2013, they're going back to 80s technology but it makes sense with the movie i mean it's perfect with the aesthetic and the theme and just the recreation the whole like gorilla um marketing aspect of it like a a local gorilla marketing aspect a literal gorilla in the movie yeah no it it, it makes sense and i'm imagine holding on i i would love to actually have one of those even just to put it on display Mm -hmm. never watch it because i wouldn't want to wear the tape down or give give it the thing like it's cursed it's an it's a snuff film yeah do do you really want to watch this it has to you have to like go through um it's almost like a protocol to Mm -hmm. get into it to make sure you really want to watch this movie each person needs a key and they have to unlock it at the same all synchronized time all of those things come to play other aspects before we wrap things up um sarcophagus <laughs> yes uh, let's see 
No, I thought it was fantastic. There was they they had the pet store one that I really enjoyed. Some of the commercials that I loved. Oh, all the I, you we we could like literally just go through and list all of our favorite the ones that res- reminded us of the ones from our youth. You know. But even his banter with the, the with the Warrens, and he's like, I can. Uh, he goes, Oh, can you read my aura? And she's like, Yeah, I actually can. It's pretty good. He goes, eh. She goes, Not really. What do you know? <laughs> and he keeps walking up, and then just like again, I I saw all the commercials that I saw, and I never I never wanted to fast forward. But the ones that I did, they did it for me, which was grand. It they was, knew. They they hundred percent knew. I don't know. It's like they literally took a memory I had back and it they they took a memory that i didn't know that i had and they gave it back to me it's the weirdest feeling to see that movie and just like that's 100 percent how it happened except for the snuff aspect of it but i mean with the you know it's great but if now let me ask you this does it do you definitely think uh it works as a halloween film oh absolutely it yep. just drips halloween in fact it'll I, it could only play on halloween yep I don't think this wouldn't work in the middle of July. This wouldn't work at Christmas time. This would only be Halloween. Perfect. Well, I'm glad then we have that both in our lives at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, again, our next episode, we are, do have special guests lined up. We're going to hold off until it is recorded. Yes. But it's going to be a first time watch for me. I, I can't you. wait. And then we're closing the month of October out on Friday, October 30th with a special trick-or-treat episode what is it you just gotta wait and find out Mm -hmm. Uh, but until that time this is Greg D I'm Genius McGee and we will see you in your dreams